As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. And that is launched out to deep left field. Big fly for Mike Trout. This is ground ball to second base. Red Heagle falls down, picks it up, fires the first. The Angels have no hit. The Seattle Mariners. It's gone. Big fly for Anthony Rendon. Hey guys, I'm Alex Curry. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. Brandon Marsh. This is Chris Rodriguez. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. And welcome to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. Back for a special Monday episode. I'm Dan Garcia with... The curator. The curator wearing the appropriate shirt for the people watching on YouTube, uh, uh, Facebook, and on Twitter. A lot of Otani today and a lot of Otani for the last uh, month, seeing that he, or, you know, so far this month, but he did win NL or AL Player of the Week. I was going to say, if he does not get Player of the Week, then yeah, yeah. that award is a back, joke. Back to back Angels? Yeah. Getting the award? Has that ever been done? It has been done. And we'll get to that towards the end because it gives, okay. gives me time to look some up. Some premonition? Yeah. Right. It gives me, gives me some time to look up the tweet because I saw it and I just got to find okay, it again. Cool. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> let's get started first on the game. Um, I believe the Thursday game or was a YouTube game. Do you like those YouTube games when it's like exclusively on YouTube and it's just kind of. I don't know. Not new. It is fairly neutral, but it's still. I don't know. I watched one earlier this year. I think they're in. I want to say Houston, and there's a lot of just weird dead air time. Yeah. From like the broadcast, I was why I mean it has to be the one, the main one. But it was just like the transitions, the lack of like commercial, right? Or whatever yeah. it may be. And uh, it just it just didn't go well. And you, I think all three announcers, mm-hmm. the play by plays and all that, they were all in three different places. Well, so you had Maddie V mm-hmm. in New York. You had I think Gooby on the West, and, they, and then they had they had a Astros guy. Oh yeah, on that one they did. Yeah, yeah, and it was just awkward. Yeah, they, like yeah. the you know they're not seeing each other. Mm-hmm. It was just uh, yeah, and that's a part of it too with um, the YouTube one. This one wasn't as bad because Maddie and I forgot who was the guy doing the doing the uh, Detroit side of things. Um, XMLB player, name's escaping me, but at least him and Maddie were in the same spot at the same time. Gooby, again, was in a different location, was at the Big A. So, yeah, there's a lot of um, stepping over each other. Like, they both want to say a point, and then they both say it, and they're both laying out for the other guy to go, and it's like dead air for like a good like two, three seconds, which feel like two, three minutes. Yeah. So there's a lot of, you know, but I guess hopefully sooner or later the the – chemistry and people can do this stuff like in person and kind of get it flowing a little bit more but thursday i know i, I think you should just leave youtube for like people jumping off roofs and onto trampolines and getting hurt you there know you go. for or a baseball game box opening stuff or yeah there all you that go. kind of weird stuff so otani's on the mound thursday again otani thursdays or otani pitching it seems to be now a almost angels national holiday if you will Oh, I know, especially uh, yeah. on reopening day. Reopening day, exactly. This is the first day back with full capacity. Um, you know, a lot of stuff hype for that. Angels were pushing it hard for the last couple of weeks as far as like, oh, half price tickets and stuff like that. It seemed okay on TV. I don't know what your 
like the crowd is like capacity yeah the crowd oh yeah it wasn't the dodgers like we don't like to compare against the dodgers but at least those guys showed up but i don't know i don't know what it was but it didn't seem like a complete sellout at least i mean the crowd was nice don't get me wrong it's good for a uh a june game but for reopening day i thought there was gonna be more more people but i would say even if you know pre pre pre-pandemic uh, you know, a Thursday game, right? Would probably draw even less than that. So, oh. I don't yeah, know. We'll see, yeah, and they always say, you know, this many paid. Oh, that's and such you, a trick. And you know, that's that another such a trick. Yeah. Ten thousand less. Oh yeah, that's such a trick. You know, the season ticket holders. Well, not only that, is like they can give out, let's just say, a thousand tickets to like three different charities, like you know, yeah. like uh. Little League. Little League or, or Daycare. Or, or Roger or, Lodge or, or Halo Honk Night. Right. You know, it was Halo Honk Night. You're right. Was it really? Uh, apparently. I've never been to one. I don't know. You know, that guy. Uh, but yeah, so like that, those numbers that they give to those like those little charities still count, even though if they only sell oh, yeah. or they use like, you know, 25% of it. It's like, oh, but we still sold that much. So yeah, hopefully it gets better as the and How season. are the A's drawing like 6,000? <laughs> <laughs> They're good. Well, yeah. So Oakland or uh, Otani takes the mound, like I mentioned. Um, he would get some help off the bat from this great defensive play in the outfield. Anthony Rendon back tomorrow. First ball swinging is Akil Badu, and that one's into right field. Badu showing that flash. He's around second on his way to third. And throw there is in time. So a really great rally from Taylor Ward to Renhifo to Keen Wong. Um, like I said, great defensive play. Something that hasn't been happening a lot with the Angels early in the year, and you've noticed it as fans. Yeah, it's just a lack of defense. Yeah, it's, I mean, I think we're right up at the top of something you don't want to be at the, the top airs, of. Yeah, airs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to take care of the baseball. That's what they always say. Oh, definitely. Yeah, take definitely. Take care of the the ball. And that's and that's always been. I mean, going back to the social time, you know. What are you going to do? You're going to pitch well and you're going to play great defense. Yeah. And it's just, it seems that some points this year, they would pitch well. They would get like those ground balls or those easy uh, balls that you can, you know, get a, you know, whatever, six, six, three put out. And for a reason, it flies over or bobbles the ball or something like that. So um, now it seems like the defense is coming around a little bit more, is being a little bit better in the last couple, couple weeks. And I think that's a big part of the Angels like winning is that they need to make those routine plays yeah defensive base running i would say uh we see we saw some base running mm-hmm. on saturday night and even yesterday like they're you know they're playing base to base and taking advantages you know. of situations too which we, you haven't seen in a long time um so in the bottom of the second luis renhifo would single in keen wong for the first run in the scene his hitters to be like, uh, and the last thing you want is his hitters to be comfortable Base hit through the hole. Wong coming around to score. Throw gets away from Haas at the plate. It's an extra 90 feet for Renhe. And how awkward is that? If you watch the YouTube game, they're talking to a pitcher in Detroit um, dugout, you know, during the game, which is cool. But then this play kind of started the, the I don't know, downward trend for that guy. It's like <laughs> the, the, his buddy is still on the mic and he has to talk about like, oh, tell me about your outing. What you do this? And meanwhile, his buddy's being like lit up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So and exactly because the very next at bat, David Fletcher comes up to base. David Fletcher hits the hole on the right side. That scores Renhifo. Two nothing Angels. So exactly, it makes two. It makes it two zero. Up early on this, you know, 
Detroit Tigers team that we talked about last time where it, they weren't great. They're not great. So you had to kind of get up on them early, get on them often. That's exactly what the Angels did. Otani would give up um, a home run in the sixth inning to Johnson's scope, making it two to one. And something that you said while we we're at the game on Saturday is like, that's the guy. Yeah, you were looking at that roster and you're like, I don't know him. I don't know him. <laughs> that guy used to be okay. Right. Uh, I guess he's going to be a Hall of Famer, but he's not so well. And then you see uh, Jonathan Scope, oh, you're like, oh, and you're like, guy. okay, yeah, he's Don't got some guy. power, and he he gave it to us for sure. Yeah, and it's funny. And we've always, you know, I remember me and Johnny would always talk about that. There's always seems to be like one guy on every team that, you know, whether it's Gallo or like um, Chris Davis when he was on the A's, always seemed to get the Angels. And now it seems like Scope was well, a guy this. And then they have uh, Nomar Mazzara. And Nomar Mazzara, when he was on, the, was on Texas, Texas yeah. he always gave us trouble too. So I was kind of glad we handled him for the most part. Not so much Scope. I, think, I feel like Scope got on base or scored a couple people almost every game, it seemed like. Yeah. Yeah, it just seemed I like it was always like RBI or a run by Scope. Yeah. yeah. So that's what Otani would do. That's the only thing Otani would give up. He would go six innings, give up five hits, one earned run, like I mentioned, the Scope home run. Walked one, which was uh, it's always the number you look at most with Otani is how many people he yeah. walked. He only walked one and five strikeouts. And it's pretty funny, too, because when he was on base, because he did bat during this game, uh, I believe it was in the fifth inning. I think it was in the fifth inning. He got on and he was trying to steal a base. And so people were saying, like, oh, do you want your pitcher to, st- to try to steal? Like, it's one thing for him to hit, get on base, and then, you know, do what you need to do, run the bases. But do you really want your pitcher trying like, – and Otani can do it. Like, don't get me wrong. He can still base, but do you want him pitching when you, that's his lower half that he needs? And it kind of came out later. It seemed like Joe was kind of like, yeah, um, I didn't like the the wear and tear he was putting on his leg trying to steal bases. So that's why he kind of <laughs> maybe got a little bit quicker of a hook than otherwise. So uh, that was a little bit interesting to to hear. And, yeah, and you read. put him out there. You got to expect yeah. it, man. He's gonna I just kind of find it. it seemed like he was doing it on his own. Like, kind of like, oh, I know I can do this. because He said my stat line for this week. Is it needs good to be, enough? Yeah. And I need a st- stolen base in there too. Yeah, the, and it's like, and the funny part is that he tried to steal like twice. You know, one time on a foul ball, second time on a foul ball, I believe, and then like the next time, I don't think he went and like strike out or something like that. But there was twice where he ran, and because of a foul ball or something, he had to go all the way back. Yeah, I was actually uh, almost more impressed with his defense that yeah. game. Came up, I think he covered first on one, and he made like a diving he, play, yeah, ball down to mm-hmm. third. Yeah, came up with that. So I was pretty impressed with that. Yeah, Otani's definitely getting better, getting more comfortable. I mean, he was everyone already knew he was kind of a freak athlete already coming over from Japan, and now, now that he's healthy, fully healthy, he's actually showing. Yeah, and then uh, I like his. We've talked about this before, but I like his personality is finally starting to show, and yeah, and the confidence. I think and, that's. I think that's why and, he has the confidence uh, to, to do it. The swag. The Otani swags coming out, and he's like, you know, like we saw him wave, wave that ball, you know, goodbye. Right. He, th- he threw up his hand when he's running the bases mm-hmm. yesterday, like he hit a World well, Series walk off. If you're watching, if you're watching us on on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter, when we play these highlights, you can see the actual play when it's when it's happening during the game and during that route during the. Um, throw out a third, you know, they, the camera cuts to him and he's like fist pumping and, you know, yeah. all excited about it. Cause it, like, it was a great play, but he wasn't just like, give me the ball. Let me go. He's like, all right, this is, this is what I needed. Thanks for that like, kind of saving me. And you don't see that very often from um, a lot of pitchers, but yeah, I think the confidence part of it is the reason why he is showing more emotion and showing more of the personality that he has. So that is definitely a lot of fun to see as the season goes, but in the seventh, Jose Iglesias would come up to pitch hit with the bases loaded. Is the pinch hitter a non-starter getting a scheduled day off his feet? He picks on the first pitch and drives it into left field. Renjifo scores. Fletcher is held at third, and it's 3-1 to one Angels. 
So three to one Angels, and with Taylor Ward coming up, he would blow it wide open. Base is loaded. 0 for 3 tonight so far. Ward swings and sends a drive to left field. That one's got a chance, and that one is gone! So Taylor Ward absolutely blows it open, makes it a 7-1 to game. The bullpen, again, gets kind of... Gets kind of sketchy for a little bit at the end of this game. The Giants would end up scoring four more runs to make it a, five, a seven to five victory. I know. I was checking on the game, and then I was watching In the Heights, uh, the musical uh, that was on HBO Max. And then I looked back, and I was like, oh, this game's good. Yeah. And then it's like, <laughs> I should oh, never ever say that with the Angels. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, we're good. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, woo-hoo. yeah. It got a little that bit, escalated quickly. It got a little sketchy for a little bit. Uh, luckily, again, like I mentioned, they're able to hold it down. Angels take the first win of uh, the series, again, a four-game series. We've always talked about this. You've got to take advantage of this these bad teams. And to this point, the last two bad teams they've had on their schedule, the Royals and the Diamondbacks, they have com- taken complete advantage of it and swept them uh, three games each. So, obviously, this is like the third team in that bad stretch, if you yeah. will. Um, Oakland sandwiched in there, and then we don't have to talk about what happened with them. Yeah. But um, Alex Cobb, we'll go to Friday now, and – Friday was a little bit special before the game. And if you were anywhere on social media or, or uh fan of Otani social media, Angel social media, MLB social media, you got this message all over the place. It's unprecedented. It's unbelievable. It seems like every day he's doing something to make this call. Good production value, huh? Wow. (laughs) Wow. If you've ever seen the video or you can't tell before the game on Friday, Shohei Otani announced his official entry into the 2021 Home Run Derby in, a, in a, about like two, three yeah. weeks. Has anyone before ever had an intro video? Not an angel. I can tell you that I just much. don't think it's ever been a thing. Right. It was, I thought that's like the video you put out when you, uh, you know, you select your team. Bauer. Like a Bauer. Or, that's the first thing I'm I gonna, thought of. Yeah. I'm going to South Beach or yeah, something. I'm taking, taking my talent to South, South Beach. Beach. But yeah, that's. That's pretty crazy, and I don't think the home run derbies had anyone that's had that much hype or the excitement. I mean, in a in a while. Name wise, I think um, Vlad a couple years ago in 2019. I think the idea of wanting to see him out there was kind of hypeish, but like I think at that point he was still kind of like working his way to like you know his rookie yeah. slump kind of deal. But like as far as coming in with the name, super hot. Um, balls flying everywhere. Like I, I don't. You're right. I don't think there's been an announcement like this, and uh, nothing I can think of. And then I mean, going back to like you know their late '90s, you know early 2000s when the big names used to do home run derbies, and then they just didn't want to get hurt after a while. Then Trout has has not done one. Yeah, for and, as and, their, team, and their team says, "Oh, don't do it." And then the whole aftermath of you're gonna you know, mess up your swing mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But back when I grew up, like Ken Griffey Jr. is doing the that, derby that, every as a, year as a kid. Frank Thomas. That was my favorite player, Ken Griffey Jr. Because I my favorite day of the year because was all I can remember is him. I believe it was at Fenway, backwards hat, 
sweet swing, yeah. super chill. I mean, he was cool before, you know, that was a thing. You know, I just thought that was so badass. And that's why as a kid, I always liked the Angels, but I always rooted for Griffey just because of that one moment in my mind sticks out. Like I said, backwards hat, taking hacks at, at Fenway and, and killing the ball. Like that was my thing. It was like that. Yeah, you cool. look forward to it. It was like, you know, you, you go out there and play wiffle ball before, watch the home run derby. And then the last, like we talked about this before, like the last, like, I don't know, 15 years, it's just, been like rolling out some people changing the format all right. the time so uh this otani thing's gonna be pretty cool did you ever i know i did when i would watch it as a kid you see those kids out there like shagging the, the balls that don't make it a home run i'm like how do you do that i want to do that dude i saw like as this kid i knew did it one year like, he had to win like some little baseball like Raffle. run pitch and throw oh, okay. kind of like the nfl does right and so you got to do it and then there's some kids out there you're like oh man you need to get out of there yeah you're gonna get hurt yeah <laughs> i want to know if there's ever been a kid called like O'Donnie, O'Donnie's hitting him 115 like, that's what i worry about you all need to go yeah that's i want to see that too if any kids have had the balls enough to try to jump up and try to rob one dude that'd, that'd be dope be, that would be fun dude. that'd be too funny uh but yeah so that was friday before the game otani Home run derby. We talked about a little bit last time. This is going to be fun. I, I cannot wait for uh, that to happen. You know who was a good watch? That was an angel that was in the home run derby a few years back. Who was that? Trumbo. Oh yeah, because that Trumbo that had a did. solid performance. That was he didn't Kansas win. Kansas City, right? Kansas City yeah. spl- splash zone all yeah. day long. Mm-hmm. Well, they showed too. As soon as this happened, um, I forgot who it was. I reposted it, but a guy. Uh, I think he covers the Mariners now, but he covered. Uh, Colorado when Shohei and the Angels went there in 18 and they were showing his BP that year. Oh yeah. And Jeez. if you ever been to was like Colorado top or deck and yeah, center, if you've been to Colorado, like you, you know where or seen it on TV cause I've never been, but I know where it is cause it's TV. You see the bullpens and then right above the bullpens, there's like a second deck. And then above that, there's a third deck and Otani was hitting into that third deck. <laughs> I mean, so he, and he's, I mean, he's done it before. And again, he's so powerful. He doesn't need to take huge hacks. Like I think what you're talking about, messing up your swing, doing that, like injury. If Otani stays in himself and just takes those kind of swings, BP swings, he's gonna crush the ball all over that ballpark. Oh man! But if he hits like, what if he says, "Screw it, I'm gonna hit like five or six the opposite way just to show off a little bit." It's gonna be insane. I'm it, excited. I'm excited. Let's, I want to fast forward to July. Better event, whatever it is. A better event for you. Home run derby, all star game. Home run derby. Yeah, I always. would say if you can always watch one, I well, would go back in uh, 2010 when we hosted the last time we hosted. I got tickets to the home run derby instead of the all star game. Oh, okay. And the price point was exactly the same. I can except for that, that derby was kind of. Yeah. Who was the big name? Who won? Do you remember? Uh, big Poppy won. Okay, so that's a decent name, but right. everyone else in between was like. Not his caliber. You, you, of, yeah, you might not even recognize some of the names now. Mm. Yeah, that's how bad it was. We need to get our uh, we need to get a researcher that's on, on staff to uh, start yeah. looking this stuff up while we do this. Um. So, anyways, we, stat boy, stat boy, we need a stat boy in the corner. So many mistakes we make each time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to. <laughs> too much, too much. Um, Friday, uh, June eighteenth again against the Tigers. Alex Cobb looking to bounce back. Had a tough outing last time in Arizona. Obviously, the Angels came back to win that game. But that was kind of like we kind of mentioned before, like the start before that was a super gritty performance and kind of showed that he still had that in him. 
wasn't able to try to get out of the situation in Arizona because of the NL and the pitcher spot. And at a certain point, you're down by so much, you need to get a guy that can actually hit up. And I think that's what hurt him there. But he looked to bounce back. Angels would get up early and get him some run support in the second inning. Brings up Kean Wong. Drives that one into center field. Wong liked it. Hustling on around to Stassi. He will score the halo strike first. So it makes it 1-0. Keen Wong, again, doing really well. Does end up getting optioned, I believe, at the end of this game. But a guy where if someone goes down again, Rendon, um, who wasn't in this game quite yet, didn't play again on Friday. Uh, but, you know, if someone like that goes down, you can. De- I definitely think you'll see Wong back up with the Angels Um if that time ever comes, because I think he he did enough, I believe, to deserve getting that call back up to be a utility. Like obviously not yeah. like a starter, but like a solid utility guy. I think that's the like greatest asset a manager could have is a utility type of guy. And outfield, second base. And you know what's actually been know? pretty surprising is that's who Taylor Ward has become. And but now he's just now he's a fat out outfielder. I know, but if you would have said, okay, what's Taylor Ward? Okay, he's a catcher. And then you said, okay, what is he? A third baseman. Right. And then he's played, uh, he's got to play a little somewhere else in the infield. I think he's probably played second before. Third, I think. I believe he played Thurman at first. At I think, some I think point. mostly it was the corners and then outfield. Yeah, but now, yeah, he's now he's an outfielder. Now he's, out, now he's a center now, fielder. Now he's we hitting, go we go to a game Saturday. Who's playing center field? Yeah, now he's hitting you know grand slams. Exactly. So, so um, it just shows that getting guys at bats consistently can really change your perspective of certain guys. Yeah. So so sure. Yeah. So I mean, we were trying kind of talking about this before, like on the way out to the game. Is like, hey, if Taylor Ward continues to rake uh, rake these kind of numbers and make a name for himself in the outfield. And Joe keeps on doing what he's doing. Eventually, you're going to get Trout back. Eventually, Joe's going to want, or eventually, the Angels are going to want to call up Joe. So you're going to have obviously Upton's going to be there. Obviously, Trout's going to be there. Lagares probably will be there. So why not? Maybe even if you're in the buying state, even if you're in the buying um, idea, why not flip a ward? Obviously, it's not going to be like for a top you know, 50 prospect, but why not try to get a, maybe a younger prospect that maybe in a few years can be a top 50 guy. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that to me, that is a smart move. If he continues to show that he can, once given opportunities, he can absolutely uh, start, you know, hitting for power and hitting. Uh, yeah. He's on base. Like we were saying, he's kind of a forgotten guy. Um, you know, you always kind of attach yourself to, Overall prospects, right? Top yeah. one or two every year, especially down at 66ers. Those are the guys we're yeah. looking for. That's the guy you want. You get some autographs, make make those relationships. I remember when early. what's his name got traded for Simmons. Everyone was all uh, uh, see, we don't even Newcomb. Know Newcomb, there it is. Yeah, yeah, I got like five or six Newcomb balls right over to the left of you on this show. Uh, wow. But the good thing is, though, they don't have like an angel logo on it. So you, you can, I mean, if, if he, I, is, I think he's still in the Braves. No, I don't know. But anyways, if you're turned into something, you have those just in case. Yeah, but you always like look for those guys and you always root for them. You hope they, you know, materialize. Right. And a lot of times they don't. And that's not just the angels. That's across the board. But we've seen a lot of that in the last few years. I mean, outside of like a trout, obviously. I mean, well, even like guys like Fletcher or late Walsh too, late. So like they're walking through. 
I mean, I, I guarantee you there's probably so many times Walsh and like Fletcher and like those type of guys were probably walking through Alien Empire going to get something to eat before the game and no one recognized. Because I've seen guys do that before but because we've been so close yeah. with them before. Like, oh, that's so-and-so walking to get uh, something to eat. I feel like Fletcher could walk through Angel Stadium now and a lot of people you would think? just walk right by him. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know. But I know definitely he's done that at like Alien yeah. Empire. And like that's the thing. You just never know who... It's going to turn to what and when. But it's cool. Like, so somebody you're not even counting on, like a ward, all mm-hmm. of a sudden is Walsh, playing. Yeah. Like, yeah, Walsh. I don't even know if he was in, like, you know, they're, any they're consideration. Plans. There's, yeah. Long term plans. And then look what he's doing. Yeah. He was the demise of pools. Right. And people were saying, too, like coming into the offseason, well, if Walsh doesn't, you know, become the first base in the future, look who uh, Freddie Freeman's a free agent at the end of the year, bring him oh, home and stuff like that. Bring back CJ Chrome. So, like, yeah, exactly. So now Walsh has definitely solidified uh, that first base. But getting back to Friday, uh, in the third inning, Taylor Ward, the guy we were talking about. TW3. There you go. Keeps on showing uh, at Waterboy, I think, or something like that is on his uh, Twitter. But he comes up and gets another RBI. Oh, to the count. That one toward left, toward the corner. It goes, it's down, bounds up against the wall. Justin Upton, here he comes. Butter sends it to the plate. The relay, the slide, safe at the plate. So Upton moving. That is Dude. first to home, I believe. Upton on 2.0, I love Upton it. Upton is moving. Upton looks good. Upton looks healthy. More have you ever heard Taylor Ward speak? Uh, I think I have. I feel like I've never heard him talk on any type of post game. I got a feeling he's more like a Fletcher where he keeps it short and simple. Yeah. So it's probably not a great interview as far as like, oh, tell me about this and that with your interest. He probably doesn't expand on a lot of things. Okay. So I'm guessing that's probably why. And that, remind, that reminds me a lot of Flet- like a Fletcher type. So, yeah. I mean, nothing wrong with that. I just think he, he just rather not deal with that kind just of wants stuff. to play ball you know there you go um but yeah so taylor ward makes it a two to zero game and luis renhifo would come up in the fifth to get his first home run of his of his year with the angels sitting here's the one one this ball's hit well in the right center field it's carrying deep out in the right center it is out of here so again uh that is luis renhifo's first home run of the year to make the game uh, three to zero, and like I mentioned before, on the day that Otani announces his home run derby, he goes yard again. Shohei drives it to right field, toward the wall. On! What a rocket! So again, that's two home runs. We just kind of have this whole home run derby theme going now with Jared Walsh, another guy that we mentioned, comes up to bat and just absolutely unloads on baseball. What a no. That one driven to right field. Get out your stopwatch. Get out your measuring tape. Out of here. Home run derby here in the bottom of the fifth. Absolutely, Terry Smith. Home run derby in the bottom of of the fifth. So you got home runs by... Uh, Renhifo, you got a home run by Otani. You got a home home run by Walsh. That is plenty of runs there alone for the game. Yeah, I think on Instagram you posted that Oprah meme. You know, yeah, every, you get a home run. You yeah. get a home run. That's what it felt like. Well, Cobb would uh, in the second or the sixth, sorry, give up an RBI double, and that would be it for him. He would end up going five and two thirds, three hits, one run, two walks, eight strikeouts, a pitch count of one eleven. So not the most. 
uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, efficient, efficient outing. But he gets into the sixth inning and he does bounce back from that from that outing. Out I just like Arizona. to see when pitchers throw over 100 pitches, right? Like that's like super non-existent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so not a bad job again into the sixth inning. Pitch count up there. Don't blame the pool at all in this situation. But with the score 10 to two, and again with a home run already hit that night. Watani shows why he's going to Colorado for the home run derby. Shohei Otani to the opposite field. Oh, magic again for Otani. 21 home runs. So again, at that point, 21 home runs on the year. I think that put him in tied for second that night. I don't think um, – I think Vlad was still ahead by one. Or he was close. So they would end up scoring one more run. The Angels would to make it 11 to 3. And that's exactly how it would end 11 to 3 victory Friday night against the Detroit Tigers. Two home runs by Otani the day after he pitches. Dude, such a baller. And it's funny because you think Gooby was on there talking about, I think after his first home run, talking about after I pitched, after he pitched, he would be like, I'm just doing some running around the track and I'm good. You know what I mean? My legs are a little bit sore, this and that. And Otani's out here hitting bombs twice, yeah. you know. And then he goes over to he say he goes over to Langston at, during a commercial break and goes to him and say, "Hey, remember when we were sore today after we pitched?" And they both looked at each other and say, "Yeah, not not so much with Otani." I mean, that yeah, is, your legs are like jello, right? Because if you're throwing at a high level, the impact. Well, especially too back at that in those days. I mean, you talked about guys getting over a hundred pitches back then. That's not uncommon. Yeah. So I mean, it w- wouldn't be odd to hear of a guy pitching you know, 111, 112 pitches. And, you know, like you said, feeling it a little bit the next day. Yeah. That's why you sign up to be a starting pitcher. You, you know, pitch every what five days. Yeah. Now it's like six days, but yeah, not Otani, not Otani, uh, not at all. So again, he gets two home runs on that Friday game. So now let's go to Saturday where we were in the ballpark. Your first game since when? 2019, the Skyler, <laughs> the Tyler Skaggs, my apologies. Uh, the first home game after his um, death. The so, combined no hitter. Yeah, it was the last time uh, we were all in yeah. attendance together at a game. And then I think I only went to two games that year, which is very sad. I hate to admit that. You're not a real uh, Angel fan, that's why. Yeah, I'm not a real fan. I don't care, I don't care what's on these <laughs> walls right fan. now. You're not a real fan. Prove it, right? right. Got, you don't have season tickets, bro? Re- receipts. You need receipts. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. So, yeah, so we're back. We were back. We tailgated a little bit uh, before the game. It was nice to be underneath the A and kind of, you know, a little bit more low-key than we normally do. You know, the bus Yeah, it was weird. It was eerie out there. There wasn't as many people. No traffic or motion through. Yeah, it didn't seem like a lot of people compared to, like, when we do tailgates in the past. Obviously, it's been, like, on Saturdays most of the time, maybe a Sunday here and there. But you mentioned it, like, coming in towards the A from the parking – from the entrance of the parking lot, there's normally, especially around the – is a seven o'clock start around like 5 30 6 o'clock yeah, and you start seeing stream. traffic start picking up and constant cars coming through and parking by you and stuff like that definitely didn't happen this time and it's kind of like i don't say disappointing just because it's like oh you wait so long for reopening day yeah man i, cr- I cranked out 150 custom buttons that whole day right and then we couldn't, even, we couldn't even give them out we're like trying to working. force them upon people. We're like, hey, just take them. And they're like, oh, I'm cool. no, no, here, take them. I swear it doesn't have COVID on it. Yeah. So, but we did there. It was still cool to get out there underneath the A. We did see a couple of people that came by and stuff like that. Um, 
but yeah, it's just good to get out there and tailgate a little bit before a game yeah, and, and not have to worry about anything. And it was probably the most uh, normal I've felt in a long time, just seeing a stadium full of people. You have to wear a mask to get in. Nobody's wearing masks. You see a few people out there, but um, yeah. The lines are super long again. Yeah, it's just like like, like old times. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know? So um, again, we were there Saturday. Good seats. I liked, I liked our view. We saw a little bit of everything. Walked around again, met some people as we walked around the concourse, saw the, those long lines. But Patrick Sandoval on the mound for the Angels to make a start, trying to get another victory. I think this has been his, is his second win of the season. Um, and like we talked about before, he's a guy that I don't know how you take him out of the lineup or, or the rotation right now. I mean, that's that's the hard part is like if you do, who you, who's going to who's, no. who's, who's better? No. There's, There's no one, no one, right, one now better that's better. right now. So Patrick Sandoval again on the mound. For the Angels, the Angels would score on a fielder's choice uh, in the second inning to make it 1-0. And after a day after he hits two home runs, Otani comes up again. Only one out, 1-1. One, one. This is lifted in the air. This ball's hit well out into left field. It's out by the wall. It's out of here. Otani keeps on banging out home runs here at the Big A. That's a two-run shot. Angels have a 3 nothing lead. So three home runs in a game and a at bat or two at bats. That was the second at yeah. bat of the game. He ain't a player. He just crushes a lot. The ball <laughs> crushes. Jeez. So again, another home run puts the Angels up three zero early in the game. But before anyone can really settle down, because even this one kind of caught up to me by surprise, I wasn't ready for it. Jared Walsh comes up to bat. Here's the pitch. Walsh swings, drives the ball deep down the right field side. It is out of here. He hit that one down in Spezio country down the right side. So Jared Walsh with his own home run again. Home run derby, it feels like over the last couple of days, would make the game 5-0. to zero. In the sixth inning, Sandoval would give up two, give up a home run to Jonathan Scope, uh, and Patrick would be <laughs> done after a walk to Miggy. That run would end up coming around to score. So Patrick's final line is five and five and two thirds, four hits, three runs, two walks, nine strikeouts. He's becoming a little bit of a strikeout artist now uh, for the Angels. It's yeah, and we were sitting out there, there, and you're like, "Is that six strikeouts already?" And yeah, it, I think we were like three in. It seemed, yeah, it seemed like it was quick. And I was like, "Whoa, yeah, a little and, crafty, a little crafty guy there." Yeah, but yeah, it, it, again, it looks great. He's pitching well. I do not see how or why they would even take him out of the rotation. We, a little bit of news that came down today. They are reinstating uh, Quintana starting tomorrow. But he's they have yet to say what his position or where his role is going to be, I guess is a better word. You have to think they're going to put him in the bullpen for right now. Yeah, I see him as a middle reliever. Yeah, right a, a guy that can give – and this has been his thing for this year is like, hey, you you limit him to two innings, he's going to do all right. That third, fourth, fifth inning, yeah, you better hold on tight. So maybe he can be um, that two inning guy, maybe three inning guy. Seeing that, um, yeah, I just saw. I don't see him breaking that rotation right now. I don't see how unless you're gonna pull Bundy and switch him out. The only guy, but then it's like, it, is that really gonna that's be an improvement? Better. That's not better. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, let's just keep it a lot right now. Yeah, so, so. Uh, like I mentioned, great outing by Sandoval going into the sixth inning. Uh, it would be five to three after the sixth inning. But Fletcher, a guy that does it all, he ends up putting down a bunt, which scores a run, 
on a safety squeeze. What was it 1985 baseball you're talking 1985 about? 1985 baseball. There you go. So it makes it six to three. And in this eighth inning, Fletcher comes up with men in scoring position and just continues to produce. Who is two for two tonight and had that sack bunt squeeze to get another run across. And he gets one fair up the third baseline. Suzuki will jog around third and make it 7-3 Angels. So again, you heard it, 7-3 Angels would get one more on a... I believe it was like a botched stolen base, stolen home. It was, it was the base running was kind of weird because they took advantage of Tigers' um, lazy play, if you will, not taking care of the baseball. Right. So like, they Angels ended up winning the game eight to three on Saturday. So now they're guaranteed at least a series victory, three out of the four at least. There was a play earlier in the game I couldn't find a good video of it, but it kind of took me by off surprise when it mm-hmm. happened on Saturday. It was a pop fly to the catcher. So the catcher normally turns his back to the field because of the spin of the ball. Mm-hmm. You take Cat- off your mask. Take off your mask. Throw you it. Throw it. Find where it's at. Grab it. And then I think it has a lot to do with just the backspin. Right. That's why you turn your back. Right. So he catches it. Doesn't seem in a hurry at all to turn back around and throw it to the pitcher. So what does Fletcher do? He tags up from first to second. They throw the ball. It gets away from them. He advances to third, and then that's when I think the next play was when Otani came up and hit uh, the or, or two guys later is when Otani came up and, and hit the home run. But I have never seen a play like that. Yeah, you know what that play is called? Uh, luck. Nineteen eighty five baseball. Oh, okay. There you go. I was close. Kind that's of. That's how they did it in the eighties. Yeah, I. You know what? You're around longer in it than I was. I was so only three. I wasn't there yeah. yet. So. All right. Um. But yeah, so stuff like that seemed to be really taking advantage of other teams mistakes and that's exactly what they did on Saturday to again like I mentioned take the first three games of the series overall Saturday how did you feel about it or how did you what was your experience being back in Angel Stadium I felt good I got harassed when I was going through the metal detector they said I couldn't bring a whistle in it was attached to my keychain it's um, dangerous so, dude so I can't send me off you know <laughs> but um, lines are long it was cool to be back um, seeing people and, you know, hearing conversations and watching the bullpen and watching, you know, some of those interactions, watching those guys. Like, there's so many home runs going on. Uh, them going and doing their little you high, know, five, train high five little celebration thing that they got going on. Um, but it was just nice to kind of, like, break the seal and be back. And uh, the big cheese line was along. So we got some there. Swooped Other- in right there. Otherwise, I mean, everything else was yeah, and we were kind of talking about theories about that. Some of the concession stands were shut down, so that maybe that forced the other lines to be longer. People don't want to work anymore, so you know. Now they get political, but yeah, uh, no. But I, I mean, it was, like I said, it was great, <laughs> great being back. Great that it's at full capacity. Really looking forward to going back out there at some point again this season because I know we'll be back there again. Hopefully, we'll get more at um, like more at a tailgate, more kind of interaction because that's something that we really enjoyed with fans. Um, but it was kind of weird. We kind of found out later that on the Angels website, they kind of put out there like no tailgating. Yeah, which they were f- totally fine with. Right. They're just trying to discourage it. And So we're setting up for the for the tailgate. And then we got the easy up. We got the chairs out. We got the cooler out. You know, now we're trying to pull the easy up out and kind of, you know, prop it up. And then the security guards on bicycles come by and we're like thinking, oh, man, we're probably not going to be able to tailgate. Well, come to find out, you just can't have – uh, charcoal grills in the parking lot, which hasn't been allowed in what 
20 years yeah maybe more <laughs> yeah so the guy years? says hey guys just want to make sure you know the rules uh there's uh one rule and we're like oh cool um probably like no tailgating or no alcohol in the right, parking right, lot right. all those ones that you're you're used to where there's a sign literally yeah over, like right behind us that said no alcohol permitted on uh in the parking lot but that wasn't the one rule <laughs> meanwhile daniel's drinking a private bud light or something yeah it was a red cup it's probably water um and then he goes yeah no uh no charcoal briquettes you know yeah no charcoal like, grills. oh yeah yeah for sure and uh, we were talking about back in the day they used to have these big containers where you would dump all your you know your briquettes or whatever they're called yeah. in there so they yeah so you still cool see them those, down i think you still see those like uh, around the beach yeah at the beach yeah. yeah you're right that's where you see them at the beach yeah so they moved them from the stadium they, to huntington because people would put We'll leave them out. People will drive over the top of them. And their car would burn. And the car would burn because they'd still be hot. Come out from the game and your car's on Done. fire. Done. So, um, but yeah, it was so funny. So one rule, we're like, and there's no alcohol. 1985, cyber. you could do that. 1985, no. maybe. I don't know. It seems like forever since you've been able to do that. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, so get out there. Tailgate. Have a good time. That's us. Tell them Halo, someone else sent you if you get in trouble. But other than that, if you don't get in trouble, uh, we sent you. Yeah. So uh, get, get out there, tailgate. It's open like that. Um, have fun, man. Baseball's back in this kind of capacity. And as baseball fans in general, it's really fun to see it like that. Really fun to see the tailgate. Barbecues are out. Families are out. Kids are playing catch and wiffle ball in the parking lot. It, it's, you know, like Chris kind of said earlier, it kind of now reminds you of, you know, old times and now kind of getting back to uh, normal. Want to sh- uh, give a shout out to Wayne real quick on our Facebook um, how you doing? Uh, we are on, like I said before, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. So definitely check us out when we do these podcasts. We stream them live and take your comments or questions, anything while we do it. So getting now to Sunday, Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to everyone out there, all the dads. I got to play a little bit of golf with my dad and my brother. Went back home, split screen action, U.S. Open. Angels baseball, you know, uh, worked out really well, except for the results of the game. But, you know, Dylan Bunny back on the mound, again, still looking for whatever it was last year, whether it was a sticky stuff or something else. But uh, whatever it was, he was still looking for it. But in the second inning, Ward would uh, or Bundy would get uh, into a little bit of trouble. Uh, The bases were loaded with one out, but he would get out of the double play with a great play by Fletcher Iglesias to Walsh. I don't know if you saw that. No, I missed it. It was a spinning. I mean, it looked like a ballerina uh, show out there with all this. I heard about it. it was, I, was, it I was, was at the spaghetti factory, man. I was trying to watch a little game, but I, I didn't want to be disrespectful, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, the way the ball was carrying into the right field, uh, Fletcher got it, had to do a little twirl to get it to second base. And because of where the ball was, Iglesias had to get it and do a little twirl to get it to first base, and it worked. And again, bases loaded, one out, double play, no harm, no foul. Bunny gets out of that uh, kind of a shaky situation. But after a double by Jonathan Scope, again, uh, defense would hurt the Angels when Fletcher would be charged with an air, with fielding air that would allow Scope to score, and that gives a, the Tigers a 1 0 lead after three. So again, like I mentioned, it just seemed like Jonathan Scope had his fingerprints all over this series, good or bad, just because, you know, he produced in the games they lost, but, you know, he put some pressure on the defense. 
Um, crazy things can happen. And so that's exactly what happened. But so Angel's down early. In the bottom of the fourth, though, Jared Walsh would tie the game with a long ball, uh, his 18th of the year, and it would be tied 1-1 after fourth. So 18 home runs by Jared Walsh. Man, even if we did that 25 or whatever for Otani with Walsh under over, we still would have been – Yeah. Because I probably would have went under. Yeah, I remember with Walsh, he's, he's, you know, he had a good season last year, but that's one good season. Sample size is very small. He figured he was in split time with Albert, so he wasn't getting nearly yeah. as much at bats as he is now. And, uh, I mean, he's proven that it's not a fluke. Um, so does he get to 30, you think? Who, Walsh? Walsh. He has 18 right now. Oh, yeah. He's 30? Yeah. He what, do you think, 30. what do you think his final final tally will be? Uh, 32. 32. What about Otani? People always slow down second half, yeah. and there's actually, like, less games. Otani. Does he hit 40? Otani? Yeah. Yeah. He hits 40. Yeah. Dang, you heard her here first, people. Otani hitting 40. Dude, if Chaw was healthy all year and if Rendon was, they would be like that. Uh, I think it was don't uh, – if I uh, get this wrong, don't don't uh, get me. But uh, the 1999 Angels or the 2000 that had Mo Vaughn, Garrett Anderson, Tim Salmon, and Troy Gloss all hit over 30 home runs. Oh, wow. It was can... like the first time an AL team ever did that. So, wait, that was what, four guys? Yeah, four guys over 30. And so there's this cool giveaway they gave out. I used to have it up in the rafters, but it said Bomb Squad, and they're all wearing the periwinkle in front of the hat. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. I've seen it, yeah. Yeah, so it hadn't been done, so it was such a huge thing. But I think this team could have been the team that would have done it. Yeah, you you would have had Trout, Otani. You could even almost have like a Upton could even get in there. Upton. I mean, right now, if it were going to happen this year, you would have Walsh, Otani, Upton, ooh, you need a third. I don't know who that that fourth guy would be. I don't think. Do you think Trout gets close to thirty when he comes back? Are you, after all this, uh, uh, I don't think so. Rough. I think that's too much time. That's too much yeah, time. Yeah, he's off. high twenties. Yeah, but next year something to shoot for because yep. I think you like you mentioned you have the guys to do it mm-hmm. with with Trout, Otani, Walsh, um, you know, uh, Rendon maybe, and who knows? I mean. Stasty, no. <laughs> yeah, sta- yeah, you never know. You never know. Um, but yeah, so in the fifth, Dylan Bundy would give up, yeah, to would give up a double to start the inning. And that was it for him in the fifth inning to start the fifth inning. So he only goes four innings technically, gets into the fifth, doesn't record him out. Four innings, four hits, two runs, one of them earned, like we mentioned before, the bobble by um, Fletcher kind of cost him there. Uh, two strikeouts, three walks, an 81 pitch. Pitch count too early, just right. What do you think about him take uh, um, about Madden taking out Bundy there? I may obviously like to see him get deeper into the game, but um, I don't know. I'm not, I don't. I, I'm, not, I'm fine with it. I think I, I mean, I just based of, off your confidence in the guy and what he's doing. I think that's doing, what it is. I think like, exactly. yeah, my, uh, I don't know. You just haven't been showing me where I feel comfortable with that. And uh, to run him back out there and kind of seeing, you know, he's actually been in close to that situation. Let him go out there one more time, and that's when he gets shelled. So right. then you're like, I think, ah. why did you take him out so – why did you yeah. wait so long? I mean, yeah, you're damned if you damned if you don't. If yeah, I kind of think it was one of those things where his past definitely played a factor. If this is – This is Bundy last year. Last year. He's going out another two. Yeah, exactly. Well, you'll be fine. I know you'll shut it down after this – but yeah, I think Bundy. I I think I finally it came to me while we were doing this why Bundy <laughs> has not had success this year. Why is that? They're fans. Wow, he's if- a he's a fanless uh, pitcher. 
His only his best year he's ever had in his career came last year. Interesting. Had some terrible years in Baltimore, some so so years. Right. And then he comes to Anaheim. Nobody in the stands. Nobody does well. Short no season. one distracts him, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Why I, don't I think know. it's the fan thing. He likes the cardboard cutouts better. They don't talk probably. Yeah, they don't boo. They're too loud. Yeah. <laughs> the cardboard cutouts don't boo. You heard it here first, people. Exactly. That's Chris comes out, says Otani's gonna hit forty. And all you need to get Bundy back on track is empty out the stadium completely for his uh for his days that he's he, he likes COVID. There you go. <laughs> God, that, I don't think he likes COVID. I say, that sounds so bad. Phrasing. <laughs> um, so after the fifth, it would be three to one. But in the bottom of that inning, has to be MVP favorite at this point. Shohei Otani, the man all over Chris's shirt right now on our on our YouTube, comes up with Fletcher on base, hits his twenty third home run of the year to tie the game up three to three. At this point, I believe he's tied now with Vlad Jr. for the top uh, number of home runs this uh, yeah, major league. I don't know what the uh, at-bat comparison is, but I guarantee you Vlad Jr.'s had um, That's interesting. Know, yeah, a that's significant I, I amount more of at-bats. I wouldn't doubt it. Because there were some games earlier in the season where Otani was rested or you know after, a pit, after he pitched or something like that. So he's got to be missing or at least 50 50- I would say 50 bats less. Yeah, that, that's a, that's a very good point. And not to mention he has more stolen bases than um, Vlad Jr. Um, he has more wins than Vlad Jr., more strikeouts than Vlad Jr. <laughs> yeah. Lower ERA than Vlad Jr. So uh, definitely I think the MVP favorite, I don't care if, if – It's just cooler – and it's too like this is it's just sexier to you know. If, okay, and someone brought this up. I I heard on a podcast. Uh, if Vlad, because I think he, he until Tony tied him, was favored to like um, get the triple crown or was leading in all those categories. If Vlad Jr. gets the triple crown this year, Otani again hits forty, um, wins eleven games, has an ERA of three point you know, four or five or something along those lines. Who wins the MVP? Otani because of what he did all over the place or something historically like a triple crown? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you got to, like the word says, most valuable player, the Angels even in it without him right now. I don't know. I mean, that's kind of been their idea when voting Trout MVP after all these years. Yeah, but I mean, we would finish in third place and Trout would still win it. So, yeah, it, it did give me hope that the award was kind of still intact, that we weren't just going for who's on the front. Yeah. You know, who's, you know, who goes to the World Series, goes deep into the playoffs, that you could still win that. Yeah. And still be valuable to your team. And if you remove Otani from this lineup, it would be totally different. Yeah, it'd be totally different and just wouldn't have that energy. And even the ballpark and fans are excited again. And, uh, like without with the troutless angels, right? Oh, right yeah. now, which we've have was, experienced in the past, and that's that, saved. That's like, oh my gosh, it's like you're in this doomed state of mind. Like, there we you're go. At the, yeah, you're at the angel game on Saturday, and all of a sudden you hear chance of MVP, MVP, and then you look out, like, oh no, it's trout. not trout, it's not trout, it's Otani. Wow, yeah. I haven't seen that in you know ever. And an it, MVP trout, and it is trout. like people say, it's must watch TV. Like we are, especially when both. Johnny's up in there. Especially I mean, outside both. of trial, you just don't feel that. Oh yeah. I mean, I, it's not just Angels fans. We're talking nationally. Even though I did uh, talking baseball to someone in the office today, they didn't know who Shohei Tony was, and just I just walked away. I walked away and said, "I'm going to go no, respond to some emails now." Exactly. Yeah. 
So it was stay 3-3 all the way to the 10th inning. Rossell Iglesias comes in the eighth, does a great job in the in the or sorry in the ninth, does a great job in the ninth, comes out again for the tenth. So now you're working on his second inning. And we've have seen this before. Obviously, the Seattle bases bases loaded, no out situation is the first thing that pops into your head, gets those outs, comes out, closes the game in the ninth inning. So I guess it's not unheard of, but at the same time, it doesn't seem like something you want to do on a consistent basis just because it's happened once or twice. Yeah, it's just the nature of the game that you're in, and um, yeah, it's just not your your typical situation. Because that it worked once doesn't happen. mean it's going to work every time. No, nah, that was uh, yeah, that wasn't the norm at right. all. And then you try to roll them out there too, and uh, you know, at the end of a series, it's hot out. Uh, right. It's just, and then two, we were at the game, and when we were at the game Saturday, we we're by the bullpen, and he actually got up twice to throw the warm up because. Um, before the late the late runs, it was getting you know they were kind of planning out to see what was going to happen, and he was warming up, and then he sits down, and then for whatever reason, again the ninth, again wasn't necessarily like super close, but yet he started warming up again. So in theory, you're thinking like oh, he's, he, I mean, he, for the most part, he pitched the day before if you think about it, because yeah. it's going up and down twice, mm-hmm. and so that's why like for the one inning, for the ninth inning, that makes complete sense because you're not going to need a save. At this point, because you're home, you're going to win on a walk-off. So you don't necessarily don't need a save. You're hoping that walk-off comes in the ninth. In the tenth, I just – I don't know. It felt weird. I, didn't, I, I feel like they're going to that well too many times because it has happened before. But Rossell would give up two in the tenth, and the Angels weren't able to respond to that, end up dropping the game five to three, losing in ten innings, dropping that final game of the series, still taking, like I mentioned, three or four. And when you look at it as a whole, as far as the bad teams they played, they take what is it, um, nine out of ten? Yeah, you got to be happy with that. Oh yeah, yeah. We, obviously, we prefer a four game sweep. Four game sweeps are huge. It's nice. Like you it's know, nice. we say, oh, it's, really it's nice. a two game sweep. But four game, you take a chunk, you secure wins. You look at a you know one hundred and sixty two game schedule. You just locked in four wins. I know it sounds very obvious, right? But like at the end of the season, when you're, those are the games that are gonna make or break you. I feel. Oh yeah, definitely. So. We're going to take advantage of that, which they have. Now the schedule gets a little bit more difficult moving forward, for at least in the immediate future. We'll talk about that a little bit right after this. You work hard and you play hard, so treat yourself and stock up for summer barbecues with Kansas City Steak Company. Visit KansasCitySteak.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with code SD at checkout. From classic steak cuts to USDA Prime, to American-style Kobe, hard-to-find specialty cuts, and more. Kansas City Steaks has everything you need to fire up the grill. They make it super easy. Each order from Kansas City Steaks is flash-frozen and delivered directly to your home. Satisfaction is guaranteed or your money back. Imagine relaxing in the backyard with family while enjoying steakhouse-quality meals from Kansas City Steaks. Try their butter-tender filet mignon, Kansas City strip, juicy steak burgers, all-beef jumbo hot dogs, and even a complete meal combos. Bring the steakhouse to your home this summer with Kansas City Steaks. Go to KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with code SD. That's KansasCitySteaks.com, promo code SD. Again, that's KansasCitySteaks.com, promo code SD. And we are back. And right before the break, I kind of talked about the upcoming schedule for the Angels. Obviously, we're recording this Monday night. Quick two-game series against San Francisco at Angel Stadium. You have Andrew Heaney 
Pitching Tuesday, Shohei Otani must see Shohei on Wednesday. After that, off Thursday, and this is kind of what I was talking about before, not only do you have San Francisco coming in Tuesday, Wednesday, but right after that, on that uh, next weekend, so uh, you know, a couple days from, from now, Friday to Sunday, you ha- you're in Tampa Bay. So, again, another good team. They struggled against Seattle for whatever reason up in Seattle, but now they're going to be back home. Maybe it was just a travel. Um, that's a long travel from Tampa Bay to Seattle. That's a long way from home. So you're going to have them in Tampa Bay. And then after that, pretty much a week from today, they're going to be in New York to face the Yankees. So the, the, As long as you don't say Oakland, I, I feel okay. So you have San Francisco, Tampa Bay, and New York. I don't know about you. When you see them play – um, at Yankee Stadium, it's always kind of cool. It is. I still get worried because the Yankees are a team where they have struggled this year, and then for a little while the Angels were actually had a better record, I believe, than them yeah. this year. They've kind of turned it around a little bit. The Yankees have, but they're always a team that scares me because they have those big names, and if they ever do somehow click, they can get really good really quick. And so. because, like you know, it's a short porch, and there's a jet stream. Yeah, and you have the marine layer that keeps the balls in. Yeah. They got the jet stream. You hit it right there, and like the alley, it just flies. There's been so many times where you look at it like, oh, okay, cool. He's gonna get underneath it. Oh, it's carrying. It's carrying. Yeah, I remember Weaver. Oh. I think it was Weaver. Just super frustrated there. Like it was a routine pop fly, and then the ball's out, and he's just like putting his hands on. His like head. I don't know what else to do. Yeah, yeah I'm exactly. Like, oh, there's nothing you can do. So we kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier in the podcast. Shohei Otani does get. AL player of the week uh, coming out today. Batting just, and this is for, just for the week, batting under just under 300, nine RBIs, six home runs. Again, this isn't a week. That could be a month for some players. That's decent. Yeah. Not to mention. It uh, could be a career for some people. <laughs> not to mention, he also made an outing, made a pitching start in that week, going six innings, one earned runs, five Ks, and the How many dubs. strikeouts, though? Come on. I mean, come on. You can do better than that. No. It's actually, I want to bet on that, so I'm actually happy. The under over was six and a half. I'm like, I'll let my friend take the over because he wanted to do it. Yeah. I'm like, all right, fine. I'll just take the under just because. And he gets five. And I was like, all okay. right. So it worked out. So no, I'm talking about strikeouts at the plate. Oh, yeah. Who knows <laughs> about that? Who cares? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Dropping bombs. Uh, but, yeah, so he ends up winning AL Rookie of the Week. A great outing by Otani. Hopefully he continues to build because they're definitely going to need him this week and definitely until the end of the All-Star break because that's when Trout is scheduled to come back or start seriously kind of setting a date is after the All-Star break. Yeah, and it's kind of encouraging that you know, the Angels are still hanging in there and had a, a decent run where we're, we're oper- it's nice to be operating under, like right at the brink or a little right. bit over. And I know we need to start you know, <laughs> getting some momentum, building up. You know, you're five games over, you're 10 games over. That's how you win divisions. But to be where we're at with without the greatest player in baseball. Yep. I mean, I think that's like, a very. You're going to get in. That's going to get injected into your lineup. But historically, the Angels actually do better. I think the overall record is better without Trump. It has been this year. Yeah. It it's a winning record. It was when he broke his, I think his. Thumb. He tore the ligament in his thumb when he yeah. was sliding into second. Yeah. Where's the you know oven met? But the Angels were better that year too. So yeah. I don't know. Trade Trout. I hashtag trade Trout. I don't know. I go that far. <laughs> nah, um, I did find a tweet from the Matt email. Birch, uh, the communications manager for the Angels, and follow him at Matt Birch twelve on Twitter. He says with Max Stassi winning last week, the Angels have consecutive AL Players of the Week winners for the second time. 
in club history. The last time, I'm going to ask you this. Last time was in 2003. Can you guess the two players? Darren Erstad? No. <laughs> Tim Salmon? Nope. It's usually always the people that aren't your <laughs> obvious choices. Uh, I don't know. So in the in the week a week of May 11th or May 12th to May 18th, Scott Spezio. In the week right after May 19th to the 25th, Troy Gloss. Okay, should have got the Troy Gloss on there. So uh, that's the last time it happened, and it happened again. Max Stassi and Shohei Otani. Um, maybe Max Stassi will be a, a Scott. Uh, uh, Spezio type where he's like, oh, I remember him. He's a good player for the Angels. I liked him. And then Otani's going to be like the um, yeah. Troy Gloss where he was like the, the team for a little while. Yeah. Well, you don't win the World Series without Scott Spezio. No. So. Well, if, and the Angels, if the Angels going to make a serious run for a playoffs, they're going to need Stassi. Yeah. I mean, you just need another back. Yeah, since Stassi came back, uh, we're a completely different team. Yeah. We'll have keep Stassi on. Pitch, pitchers feel more confident with Stassi. But it's weird, though, too, you say that, and then all of a sudden... And they say they uh, prefer Suzuki. Otani does. I mean, the last handful of times Otani's been out there, um, it's been Suzuki. So, I don't know. Well, I mean, obviously, if Otani feels more comfortable, I mean, you had that situation, I think, with Kershaw and some other big-name pitchers where the team yeah. the team kept on a specialty catcher for yeah. their guy. Yeah, Austin Barnes is still in the Dodgers because... <laughs> Kershaw's guy. Yeah, and that's and all what Kershaw takes. wants, he gets, and what Otani wants, he's going to get. And you cannot blame them at all for that. So, yeah. again, before we go, um, only two more times to really talk about this because it is happening this Saturday. Obviously, that is our fundraising fundraiser event out in Fullerton. Uh, I'm always jacking up this name. <laughs> Barrel and Stave and Fullerton. Again, that's 250 West Santa Fe. Avenue Unit 20 in the city of Fullerton between the hours of 11 a.m. and 4 p.m. Come out. 10% of all the proceeds during that time will go to the Tyler Skaggs Foundation. So come out, see us, have a beer. Uh, Chris talked about buttons. We have plenty of buttons to give away. Yeah, but mad, mad swag. We're probably just going to go around the garage and find some stuff. Bobbleheads. We're kind of getting some bobblehead giveaways. We are going to have. We may have a t-shirt launcher by that oh, time. Geez, we'll so. see what's up. So, yeah, the way Chris works, it works fast. So we'll see what happens. But we also have, I guess, bobbleheads and stuff like that. We we, we talked about we're going to bring also. But some of the bigger items, I guess, if you want to call them that, um, we got a, four, a family four-pack of tickets to the Friday game. July 2nd, it's a 638 start against the uh, Baltimore Orioles. And then if you're watching us again on Facebook or YouTube or Twitter, you can see the actual photo. The guy who donated this, Ryan Burke, a uh, friend of the podcast, friend of Halo Haven in general, great guy. Met him a, we've met him a handful of times and always a good guy. Um, donated his tickets, his season tickets for this game. This, tic- this picture on was taken um, – Saturday. He was at the game Saturday. Wow. So, again, if you're watching this on our social media stuff, this is your seat. I mean, section 335, row A. I mean, there's not anything better than that. Plus. Is that the fancy level? The fancy level. Plus free parking. Oh. So. And you can tailgate, folks. And you can tailgate. So, I mean, this is a great value. Um, So, that's probably like one of our bigger uh giveaways we're going to do there but also we also have a pair of go ahead and say the the right way uh we figured out the the correct pronunciation it is canaan canaan sunglasses not canon like i've been saying for but about okay. a month we, we, we met we met we met uh, uh brent he's the guy that works for them kind of hooked us up 
gave us these extra pair to, to donate um, and and raise money for the Tyler Skaggs Foundation. Met him again Saturday night. Just went to go talk to him. Man, he was game. talking about all the specs as far as the material. A lot of that went over my head because of the material uh, stuff. I was like, it, was it sounds of, fancy. It was a lot of chemistry. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> a lot of resin talk. Uh, <laughs> but I was like, hey man, once you said Whatever, they were hand- it worked. when you said they were handcrafted in Italy, I was I was sold. Right. And I told him, it's like you're walking around with HD vision. Life seems brighter and more It's awesome. No, it, it worked out great. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't help your golf game like you said, no. but it, you look good. <laughs> yeah, doing exactly. This, uh, there you go. Take a picture. Uh, yeah, so uh, you got to catch a pair of these sunglasses. These things retail for over $200. Yeah, these so- are these aren't some run-of-the-mill type of deal. These aren't your Seven uh, Eleven specials. If yeah, you these will. aren't your Folklies or yeah. anything, you know. So again, that's what is it? Not Canon. 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 or at Canon on Instagram and Twitter. Check it out. Check out their inventory. Again, we will be there. There will be a, a set out there for you to win on the raffle. And then I guess our, our next other biggest giveaway is a signed ball by Brandon Marsh. We were able to get to him at uh, Salt Lake when they're in Vegas. Got a ball signed by Brandon. That's going to be also up for. Uh, raffle when we get out to Fullerton on Saturday. Again, this Saturday, guys. So definitely looking forward to that. Definitely looking forward to, um, I guess, anytime we kind of talked about this too when we went to the the game. Anytime you, you uh, meet fellow Angel fans, for like, especially for like the first time, or maybe you've only met them a few and they start talking, and, you know, Angel fans, you kind of learn more about them. It's always a lot of fun. So, again, yeah, it's cool to hear stories, uh, things you never knew, a uh, different perspective, a different. Yeah. Um, come lifelong friends with some people, mm-hmm. some people not so much, but it's, <laughs> it's fun. And if you don't follow the Tyler Skaggs Foundation, a lot of the money that they raise goes to help you know people in need during the holidays. I think they did a Thanksgiving dinner. And they just gave out, pass out and they give out scholarships for local high school athletes. They're doing like a showcase, yeah. um, all sorts of stuff. So that's that's pretty cool stuff. So, yeah, so- it's uh, definitely a noble foundation to support. Um, and continue on the legacy of Tyler Skaggs. Yeah, so again, that's going to be Saturday, June 26th. So this Saturday. So if you're listening to this Monday or Thursday or Friday or whenever, that Saturday we will be in Fullerton. Again, uh, Saturday, May 26th, 250 West Santa Fe Avenue, Unit 20. Just type it into Google Maps. Google it. Barrel and Stave. It's only got to be one of those. (laughs) No, actually, there's another one, I think, in Santa Fe. Oh, really? Or I don't know. Well, it says Santa Fe. Maybe. I don't know if it's in Santa Fe or because of the streets in Santa Fe. I don't know. Cool. But just make sure you're going to the one in Fullerton if there is more than one. All right. But we will be there again. It's between 11 and 4. Uh, 10% of the proceeds go to Tyler Skaggs Foundation for your beer and your food and all that stuff. And we're also, yeah, we're also partnering up. uh, This is the Bearded Villains. Uh, Don't be scared. They look mean. They got these big old beers, but they're uh, nice guys and always run, always uh, doing different charitable causes. So um, definitely a great uh, partnership there. Yeah. So again, the idea is come out, buy raffle tickets. We have these huge Halo Haven and Bearded Villain mugs that we're going to put the raffle tickets in. And when it's time to pull out a name, again, you just need your name um, and some way to contact you. So you don't have to necessarily be there to, we would love for you to be there to, Get your prize. If not, on the ticket, leave a phone number or social like, media or handle. social media handle somewhere we can either call you or DM you, text you, something like that. Uh, last uh, four of your social security code on the back of the card. I am not Three responsible. For, I'm not responsible for any of that. Yeah. So uh, definitely check it out. You put your ticket in 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 the mug. We'll throw it in the hopper when it's time for to pull it out. We'll give it a couple spins. Winner, boom, there you go. So really looking forward to Saturday. Should be a lot of fun. Again, eleven. 
to four o'clock out in the city of Fullerton. So, um, and all the money that we get for the raffle is going to definitely go to the Tyler Skaggs Foundation as well. So looking to get a nice big pot of money to, to go to the Skaggs Foundation and really help out Carly and Debbie with everything they're doing now that summer's coming up, you know, baseball camps are coming up and, and trying to get some kids out to baseball camps that maybe can't afford it. Yeah. Otherwise. And if you're watching this, it's not too late to uh, donate something Never else late. to the cause. So uh, hit us up uh, on social media and we, or uh, all angels podcast at gmail.com yep. and we could help uh, get your item to the, the bidding stage. There so. you go. So again, that's going to be all angels podcast at gmail.com or our social media stuff at halo underscore Haven. Um, Again, if you're listening to the podcast, go check out the YouTube. We got some interviews on there recently for last couple last week. Red Bollinger and Reed Detmers, who, by the way, last thing. Or did he get a bunch of strikeouts or something, something like 14, 14 strikeouts since he's been on the podcast? Yeah. I know it's just saying six innings. That's crazy. Um, hmm. Two walks. So a, a 14 strikeout, the two-walk day, I think it's not bad. So if you're an Angels prospect and you're listening to this. Slide in uh, DMs. Yeah. We'd love to talk to you. Because we will promise a great, greater performance. It's guaranteed. This is, Put it on the board. Uh, this is not uh, illegal either. So um, <laughs> with that being said, thank you again. We'll be back. Uh, Thursday is an off day. We should be back Thursday. Again, my house is getting painted. So that's kind of a chaos thing right now. But if everything is back to normal, definitely be back Thursday to talk about the quick two game series against San Francisco and look even deeper into the uh, Tampa Bay series that weekend. And the last hurrah, I guess to get the name, get the, get out there about the barrel and stave uh, fundraiser on Saturday. So you're saying it right. There you go. Good. I'm glad because I'm not drinking today. Yeah. Uh, that's a big, point. that's pretty much uh yeah. So but Saturday, <laughs> whole different story. Um, but Just to support to, charity. Exactly. Why not? Right? Great, great cause. Yeah. Great cause. I mean, I I'm trying to do my part as well. Yep. So um, that's going to wrap it for this edition of the All Angels Podcast. I am Daniel Garcia. I am the curator. And you've listened to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. 
Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.